Welcome back to the Work Me Hop podcast, the podcast where mujeres empower mujeres, women empowering women. I am your host, Sochi Carmona, and today I'm joined by Jen Ghazi. Jen was underpaid and underemployed for years. As a first-generation immigrant, she didn't know how to play the game at work. This inspired her to launch Network. W-E-R-K, a community and platform on a mission to help 1 million women get promoted by 2030. Today, Jen is a global speaker and has spoken at events with the United Nations Foundation and Vogue. Her career advice has been featured in Huffington Post, Business Insider, Martha Stewart, and more. I'm so excited to have Jen here on the podcast today because she is another business friend that I have met and also a recipient of the Koresh Dreams Fund program, which is a $5,000 grant for our businesses. And we're both part of the Women crowdfunding accelerator program as part of the spring 2022 cohort. Both of our campaigns are live and I can't wait to learn more about Jen's experience from applying now and launching her crowdfunding campaign. So without further ado, welcome, welcome, Jen. Hey, Sochi. Hola, mujeres. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. I'm excited about all the work that you do and getting to know you through this program. Yes, and I'm all excited about all the work that you do. And I love that both decided to name our businesses the work, but work, W-E-R-K. We have work, Mija, and the network (laughs) movement. Yeah, yeah. I, I So many similarities. And it's funny, when I learned about your business, I was like, I love it. I love that you're inspiring mujeres. We're inspiring women to get out there. And a big part of our community, I will say, is first generation women. You know, when we come out of college, unfortunately. So I'm first gen. I'm originally from Nigeria. So my parents are immigrants. I'm an immigrant. So when we get out there, like our idea of working and like get and getting ahead, it's so different from unfortunately what the reality is and what it takes for us to get ahead. So that's why I chose the name network. So much of it is a, it's, it's symbolic. It's like networking and getting out there, but we have to redefine that word work and how we work and not working always so much harder because, you know, we're taught to hustle and work hard, Mm -hmm. but how do we work smarter to get ahead and, and crush it? and, and get, get ahead in our fields. Yes, 100% agree on that. Same thing with work me how it's not necessarily the grind, it's working on yourself, working on your goals, working on that work life balance. So totally agree. And uh, before we get to know you and your business a little bit here on the work me how podcast, we like to get to know our guests a little bit astrologically, I like to know the makeup of some of our business owners and Jen was kind enough to share what we call our top three here on the podcast. So that is your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising. So your sun sign, that's your identity and where you shine. A lot of us know this. This is our birthday. And Jen is a Gemini sun. We're here for it. Work Me has also a Gemini. We just celebrated our birthdays, you know, <laughs> so this might be a very, very chatty podcast episode. <laughs> Be- If you know, if you know a Gemini, they are very chatty, chismosas, they love the gossip, very quick-witted, outgoing, inquisitive, and adaptable people. Some people might say it's like, oh, you're two-faced. No, we are adaptable. We know how and when to pivot. (laughs) So the, the, yup, yup. And then the other thing, next one, moon sign. So 
your moon rules your body and your emotions. And we have another Capricorn moon. I've been having so many Capricorn moons on the podcast and Capricorn moons are very logical thinkers, very logical people. Usually they're good about keeping those emotions under check, very steady, very reliable and responsible people. So I wonder how that responsibility goes with that Gemini <laughs> sun. So yeah, you got some steadiness there. <laughs> and then we have your rising sign, which is your motivation for life. You know, a lot of us, this can be what we come off as to other people. And a Leo rising, Ooh, a very fiery Leo rising, you know, this, you know, placement cannot help but be noticed. It's a very unique energy. Um, it's a very like leadership quality type of energy, but you stand out and, you know, from time to time can be a little, what we call that a matika here, you know, those, you just gotta, you gotta say what you gotta say when you gotta say it. So I love it. Love it. Love. (laughs) Is there anything here that you really kind of like relate to, or like, have you ever like really looked into like astrology like that? Honestly, I'm not crazy about astrology, but when I read about Gemini's, it's me from from the top to the bottom. I am a stereotypical Gemini. And like you said, we're not two-faced. We just, we have so many different sides of us. So you're never done getting to know us. You know, my husband likes to joke mm-hmm. sometimes. It's like I'm married to 10 different people. And that is, <laughs> that's being a Gemini. We know how to mold ourselves for this situation. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love to know that. And then, well, like you said, you're not totally into it. I was like, I think it's the Capricorn logical Capricorn moon. Who's maybe not totally into that's it, so <laughs> but sold. right. It, that's good. That's a good one. Right. Let it unleash. So now that we got to know you a little bit astrologically for the audience here, tell us more about yourself and this business journey of yours. What were you doing before you started your business and you know, how did you kind of get there? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I started network back in 2018. And before that, what really inspired me was, you know, something that I mentioned earlier is getting out, being in growing up in an immigrant family, you know, we're taught, go to college, get these degrees. And, you know, it's almost like we're made Mm -hmm. to believe that having a college degree is going to just do it for us. Like you've made it in life, everything's going to be easy after you get a college degree. So I went to college and I, I realized when I graduated, so many of my peers, I was just watching how they were progressing, they were moving ahead. And I was working very hard. You know, I, I you know, had that, you know, work ethic that we come here with, we're hungry, we're, we, we want to get ahead. But I noticed that I'm, I'm not moving ahead. Why is my career not moving as quickly? Why am I not getting these opportunities? I'm being told I'm a high performer. I'm being told that I'm doing really well, but what's stopping me? And I realized that a lot of it is understanding how to navigate, knowing how to play the game, knowing how to move in a corporate space. And I didn't know any of that. You know, my parents, when we came here, they didn't work any of the corporate jobs. They, all the things that I was doing is foreign. It was new to them. So it was up to me to navigate, but I almost wish like school had a class where you learn how to handle your career once you leave school. And that's really what inspired me to start network was like, there's, I'm not alone. There's so many women out there. We're thinking that a degree is going to set us up. We're thinking that it's going to help us make more money and get ahead and get promoted. But unfortunately, it's not always the case. A lot of women, women that look like me and you, we stay underpaid and underemployed. And that's what inspired me to launch network is that I wanted to help women have this community in this space where they can go and learn what does it take to get more money? What does it take to ask for those promotions to advocate for yourself to get ahead in your career? Where can you learn that? Because for me, I didn't learn that in school. So 
I wanted to make that experience fun. So that's how Network started. And over the years, like we've grown, we really wanted to have an online community where we can reach more women. We've done a, a lot of since since launching in 2018, we've reached over 400,000 women through our blog, through our our social media accounts through all the events that we host and by putting out a lot of different content in our career center and in our network university. So it's been an exciting journey. It takes a lot of pivoting. I'm not going to lie. COVID definitely helped us pivot a lot of what we were doing and make it more flexible and more, you know, scalable for where we are now. But I will say that, you know, I, it's exciting. And I really wish something like this, like was alive when I was finishing school. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. And I love, that was a question I was going to ask you. Cause you know, that's something you mentioned, you know, that you didn't know how to play the game at work. And this is definitely a challenge for a lot of, you know, first gen immigrants, child, children of immigrants, or even if say you're like parents went to college, like it's very, very different how they entered and then you entered or how they never entered. So for a lot of us, like we don't have that support system. It's like, okay, your parents can direct you to go to college. Um, now a lot of us are in crippling, you know, debt. <laughs> for that because that's what we were that's what we were taught you're going to go to college and that's the way that you're going to make it well you know as soon as you graduate and maybe you know how do you even start like applying for jobs how do you even enter uh your first day you know of that job there's like there's very little kind of assistance that your parents can kind of provide they can teach you like the mentality of working hard of being a superstar it can kind of works against us a little bit, you know, it's kind of unlearning some things because a lot of it maybe comes from like survival skills, um, you know, and that's kind of hard to grow that way. So can you talk a little bit more about like what it was like entering that corporate world as a first generation immigrant? Like what were the disadvantages you were seeing maybe that you were up against from like other, you know, counterparts who have all these advantages? Yeah, yeah, that's a really great question. And honestly, I will say my biggest disadvantage was I didn't know what I didn't know. Like I was learning and seeing things for the first time in my whole life. Like, you know, like you said, our parents, they do a really good job at instilling the work ethic with us. Like you're going to go and you're going to outwork everybody. There's going to be no days off, no breaks, no nothing. Right. So they, they did that very well. But I kid you not, like, while everybody else was out at these social events, like golfing and hiking and doing picnics and stuff, I was at my desk hustling and working. And what I didn't realize was that those golfing events and those off-site off events, that's where decisions are happening. That's where people are talking about promotions. And that's where people are making connections with those decision makers. And that's one of those kind of like silent rules that I didn't understand. I thought, okay, just work hard. Your work is going to speak for you. Don't worry about all that extra stuff. But it, it's that extra stuff that is part of the rules that I didn't quite understand. So for me, I realized that just like things that some people would consider obvious wasn't very obvious for me. So I didn't know a lot of what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I love that. And um, I was looking through your website because you guys have a bunch of different resources and there's just so many different courses that you kind of offer. And I was reading through some of the reviews on the website and I saw one of the reviews for your business was a woman mentioning that she signed up for a network event on salary negotiations in the workplace. And she said, I signed up for a network event on salary negotiations. Little did I know it would plant some potent seeds to help me reframe my sense of self-worth. I feel so much 
much more equipped and calm about the upcoming negotiation talks I'm about to have. Not only was this talk full of gems and practical, actionable advice, but also it's different to hear all this coming from a woman of color. Feel like it was made for women of color and be in the company of women of color learning and unlearning together. So salary negotiation is definitely a big thing. I remember my first job out of college. I was like, oh my God, I got a job offer and I took it. Low ball offer. <laughs> but Same, I was girl. happy to have Same. <laughs> you're just happy to have a job I'm and one. I right. <laughs> I did it. You know, <laughs> you know, one, I didn't know I could negotiate or even I did like, I, even if I did, I would have been left with like, what, you know, experience or what do I, what do I even do? And a lot of times, no matter if it's your first, your second, third job offer, a lot of women of color, a lot of people of color are meant to feel like you're even lucky to have this opportunity. Even if it's like, oh my gosh, it's six figures or close to it. You should take, you know, what we're giving you. That can be the feeling. So like, what advice would you give anyone like interviewing and trying to find the courage to like negotiate a salary? I love that. And honestly, your experience is identical for a lot of us out there is that we just feel so excited to be given an opportunity that we don't even stop to think, hey, do these comp, can they give us more? And, you know, I, by the way, before network, I worked in HR and I was creating leadership programs and I did spend some time in recruiting and it blew my mind sometimes the budget that the company would have versus the offers that I'd make. And I did notice a pattern. A lot of times when I was dealing with people of color, they wouldn't come back and ask for more money. And it's almost like, oh, mm. I just wanted to slip them a note like, hey, we can give you this much, just ask, you know? But, mm -hmm. you know, I think it comes down to almost like feeling like you deserve it. You know, it's not like it's charity. Hey, do this, do that because of this. And we deserve it. You know, if you study the field, if you have experience, even if you don't have experience and you know that you're a fast learner, have this attitude like I deserve it. And when I get there, mm -hmm. I'm going to prove to you why, you know, and when I started to go into salary negotiations with that, that energy that I'm, I, I need to be here. You know, I'm exactly what you're looking for. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shake things up and I'm gonna help you guys. So to keep me happy, you're gonna need to pay me this amount because I deserve it. A and B, you're I'm gonna be worth it. And C, it's a win-win. With that, when I'm paid, I'm better, I'm gonna be happier, I'm gonna work harder, and I'm going to deliver even more. I'm gonna exceed your expectations. So part of it, it's like when we, when we're getting these opportunities, we have to kind of stop feeling as if like, you know, like almost like overly grateful. Yes, you are very grateful. And you're happy for the opportunity, but have this kind of entitlement. Like, yes, I, I deserve to be here. I belong here. And let me do my research and find out what, how much this company could possibly make me give me. And, you know, one thing that helped me is when I stopped putting out my number, you know, if you're going through mm -hmm. negotiation, stop putting out the first number, wait for the recruiter, ask, what's your budget for the role? That is a very easy question that you can ask to see what, how much they can offer you. But relieve that excitement. A lot of that comes from that excitement, like, oh my God, I can't believe they picked me. And then change that to, mm -hmm. of course they picked me. I'm the right person for this job. I have all the experience that you need and I'm, I'm going to kill it here. You know, when you have that attitude, it's going to give you that pause to now go home and do your research and figure out how much are they paying Tommy and Billy and Bobby. That's how much money I want. Mm -hmm. I want what Chad's getting. Exactly. <laughs> Brad too. 
Right. You know, so it, it's so true. And there's ugh, let's not even get into that discrepancy. But yeah, that's definitely a thing having to change that excitement to like, all right, let's, let's play ball, you know, because you can, you know, turn on that bad bitch anthem, you know, <laughs> turn on that motivation. Right. And I, I love that. I love that. That's like a resource. That's a conversation you're having and that we should all be having and just letting people know it's like, Hey, this should be at top of your mind when you are receiving job offers or seeking out job offers in general. So can you tell me a little bit more about the different like memberships and resources? resources you offer like what's like maybe the most popular thing or like what's something like most people kind of seek you out for yeah yeah so I'll start off with our courses so 2020 has been the year of like career change career pivot so what's popular been popular since 2020 on our website is our career change course right because a lot of people are trying to pivot they're starting over I know a lot of people became entrepreneurs for the first time so being able to make that pivot take your past experience and transition to something new we do have a career pivoting course that is one thing that's popular on our website and then on top of that we also have a leadership development playbook and you know, with this, it was specifically created with first gens in mind, with women of color in mind. Why? Because our experiences sometimes are very different, but it's important to have a plan. And that's why we created this resources, because you can't just be going through work and just figuring it out, taking it all one day at a time. You have to have a strategy. And that's one thing I will tell you back when I was like struggling, like with, hey, I'm not getting ahead. I had a plan. And my plan was, what can I do to make myself as valuable as possible? What experiences, what companies can I go to that's going to train me? to make me more of a catch to future employers. I had a plan. So that's what our leadership development playbook is for, is to get out there and create a plan for yourself so that if your current situation is not where you want to be, then you can pivot to something else. So that's that's uh, that's all available within Network University. But we do also have a ton of free resources for women who are just kind of like needing a little bit of support here and there. We do have our career level up center. That is where we create templates and we have like workbooks, samples, things that you can use to help you get started. That is 100% free. If you download, if you go subscribe to our website, you'll have access to that. And then on top of that, we have our blog and our blog, we divide it by different categories because we know that the problems that we're facing, it's like ongoing. It's like, first, it's like, how do you get out there? Okay. Perfect. What do you do when you get into the workforce? Okay. What about advocating for yourself? That is a skill that I, I noticed that a lot of women lack. We don't talk enough. We don't brag about ourselves enough. So we talk about that a lot on our blog. And if you do want to go get educated, how do you do it in the right way and make sure that going back to school is worthwhile for you? Because school is not always the only option. You know, nowadays we have so many things you can learn online. You can take courses like the one I mentioned and education should be strategic and it should be well-planned, right? It shouldn't be random. It shouldn't be something we do just because we were told to. So that's an overview of what we have. So again, that's our network university. We do have our free career level up center that you can easily sign up for. And then we have our blog where we write about different things that are going to help you. Yes, I love that. And I love the fact that you said like learning education should be strategic. You know, for me, that's a conversation that I feel like comes up a lot. And you know, a, a lot of um, women, a lot of even like Latinas too are like, okay, I'm going to get my master's degree. And I applaud them for doing that because right. the percentage of, you know, Latinas, women of color who get their master's degree is not that high. For me though, you know, wanting to be a business owner and entrepreneur, I'm like, 
not struggling with like, is that my next move? Is that the right move for me? I was like, I'm already paying all these student loans, but it was like, I want to learn, I, but I want to make sure it's worth my time in a way. I'm learning the right things. I'm seeking out the right resources. I don't know if another institution like that is the step for me. So finding resources like this or programs or there's online courses, certificates that you can get. I was like, I'm leaning towards like, do I do more of that in order to kind of level up? So, you know, with people having these conversations, is that something, you know, common or like, how do you even go about figure out what's like the right move yeah yeah a couple of things like the one thing is I always say like follow the success right or follow the money like who is killing it in your industry find out what kind of background do they have do they have a lot of degrees some fields I will say like if you're in STEM degrees could be really good for you right but like Mm -hmm. you have to like pay attention to like what's normal in your industry right not every industry is equal so like we're entrepreneurs right One thing I realized with business, you just got to get your hands dirty. You just got to get started. You have to get that experience. I find that mentorship is very important. I've been through a lot of business accelerator and mentorship programs that have really helped me, but it's not a one size fits all. So like if you're at a point right now where you're trying to debate if going back to school is right for you, I'd encourage you to stop and ask yourself like, who's successful? Who's killing it? Who do you want to be in like five or 10 years from now? What do those people look like? What programs, what training, what schooling did they do? you know, and that can give you like a clue to what you'll need. It's education could be the answer depending on your industry, but it's not always. There's so many resources out there. It's all about what are your goals and who's Mm -hmm. achieving your goals and what did they do? Copy success. Mm -hmm. It leaves clues. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I'm definitely to the point. Never say never, but I'm just kind of like, I'm just going to hire the person with the master degree instead. (laughs) You know? Exactly. Uh, or hi- hire for like hire for the things that maybe I have no interest in learning too much about. Or, you know, if you want to hire someone, hire someone for a certain role who knows more than you in that role. Right. So I'm like, I'm all about working, working smart, not hard. Um, so I, I mean, that's kind of where I'm leaning. <laughs> and I mean, can I ask you, do you have like a business degree or background um, in general? Like, what did you go to school for? Yeah, yeah. So for undergrad, I did communications and that super really, really helped me. It helped me kind of learn. Like, Me too. Yeah, that's so funny. I mean, <laughs> Is like, this a Gemini thing? <laughs> I guess so. I was like, you know what? What can I fall back on? What do I know I can do no matter yeah. what? I could talk. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Let me go do communications. But I will say, like, my exact thoughts, right? <laughs> so I did that, but I, I did want to get a little bit more specialized. So I actually did do a master's. I did a master's in okay. HR, human capital management, and I ended okay. up going into consulting with that. So that was very helpful to me. So I ended up working mm. at Big Four for a while, did the whole consulting did thing, and it was there that I started developing like leadership programs and being put in all these projects Mm -hmm. where I was creating courses, creating training programs, training people on soft skills, leadership skills. So it's really there that click like, whoa, I I love this kind of work and I'm good at it. So I ran with that. And that's really, it was there that like the, the seeds of network started to plant and it all started working itself out. So I will say that like just jumping around and being flexible really definitely helped me. And in mm-hmm. working in a consulting environment, it definitely helped me a lot. But I, I will say nothing compares to me from the experience that I've got from just starting network, just doing it, figuring out, starting from the bottom, didn't have any kind of like formal, like 
business development training, none of that. It was just, Mm -hmm. just get started. Mm -hmm. I love that because, and that's why I kind of asked that question because a lot of people are like, I don't have a business degree, a business background, a marketing background, so I can't start a business. And that was going to be my question. Like what part of your skill set did you really feel help push you, you know, to be like, okay, I got this. And, you know, having that, those leadership skills to do with you do having that experience. So whatever experience, you know, you have, you can apply that to, you know, the role and learn from there. And are you doing this currently full-time part-time what do you yeah I do this full-time as okay of the last... so what was well, nice yeah as, what as was the, the last yeah one? I was gonna say what was the pivot for me it was like yeah. okay I'm gonna need a little bit more time than the evenings and weekends to invest in my business and taking it mm-hmm. to the next level so I decided okay now's now is the time to do that right but I didn't start there right like, I think mm-hmm. people need to understand it. There's no shame in working a nine to five job while you're building a business. I did that for years. It's only as of recently where I took a step back and like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to focus on this. Right. But, um, I do c- consult and I do, cause that's my background. So I do consult in addition to network. So that definitely helps mm-hmm. as well, because this is something that I have my experience in. Right. I understand leadership skills. I understand professional development programs. So I would say like, if you're like trying to get started, don't feel like you have to be all in right away. Like dibble and dabble, mm-hmm. do it on the side. You can even consult before launching a business, but there does get to a point where you do need to make a bigger investment of your time. It's very hard to move a business forward if you're balancing a full-time job. So uh, you, you have to kind of almost like set a timeline. I did it years full-time on full-time network, full-time job. But that can only last for so long. So I had to kind of come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. Like I said, like, how am I going to be good with my time? Where am I going to prioritize? And at the end of the day, if you have a mission or a vision that you're really passionate about, for me, I was extremely, and I still am extremely, extremely passionate about helping women get ahead in their careers. That is a big enough for me driving force that I know that this is not something I will quit on easily, you know? Mm -hmm. And what was that like moving it from having done it like as kind of like your part-time side hustle to now like full-time full-time like did you see like huge growth success like what was that process like taking it on full-time I will say it definitely gave me a new level of focus right because when you have that time on your head it's almost like you know, when I was doing both, I was always playing catch up with my business. Like, okay, mm. it's time to catch up. All right. Time to catch up. I'm off work now. It's time to catch up. But we were, we changed our business model during that time off completely. We hired, I brought on like assistants. I, I brought on VA. I brought mm. on tech people to help me run the website and manage it. So like, these are not things I really had time to do to really like understand, okay, what's going to, what it's, what is it going to take to get to the next level? I was able to join more programs like business accelerator programs, bring on mentors and advisors to help support our growth. Like the time, the, really the biggest thing, the difference was the time I had time to really focus and invest on getting us to head, which, which was a must. Yeah. And even doing it full time, there's still not enough time. Tell me about it. No, no, there's there's (laughs) never enough time in the day. (laughs) No, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Setting boundaries with yourself. (laughs) You do. And then you also kind of just also one thing I've learned is you've got to learn to like be proud of yourself along the way. Like I told myself, don't wait until the very end where you finally blow up that day that every entrepreneur dreams about 
don't wait for that moment to be proud of yourself and clap for yourself. Like give yourself your roses throughout the process. Like every major milestone, like when we won our first grant, that was huge. When we got our made first major partnerships with the United Nations, that was huge for us. When we got our first feature, when we made our first news appearance, that was huge. When we made our first sale, when we launched Network University, that was huge. So celebrate those things. Don't wait until like your business has hit every goal that you ever imagined to celebrate. If you're celebrating then, then it's too late. You have to enjoy the process because it's so much easy. It's, it's easier to give in and throw in the towel when things get hard, when you haven't really pat mm -hmm. yourself on the back. So you got to be nice to yourself throughout this journey. It ain't easy. I'm gonna tell you that. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's easy to forget to celebrate because you're so inundated, you're so like zoned in and busy and maybe like tired or you just go, 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 go. So yeah, that's a great reminder to remember to stop, appreciate because we're, we're good at probably being like, oh man, I messed up or like, oh, this could be better or, you know, good at focusing on the negative. Um, so those words of encouragement, remember to focus on your wins, no matter how big or how small. I think that mindset, I, it's just try to put that and, and we need like a quote or something like a little reminder, like, how do you do you do check ins like or just like just try to be conscious about that? Yeah, I, I try to do affirmations like in the morning and I try to do it at least a couple of times a week. And it's just reminding myself that like, girl, you're doing a great job. You are killing it. And I, I talk to myself as how I want other people to talk to me. You know, part of this journey is like kind of like the relationship you build with yourself because you're mm -hmm. in the weeds every day. And a lot of people are not going to understand. I will tell you that when you start something new, they're going to be like, what, what's work, Miha? What is this? What? Don't you yeah. got a good job? You know, it, it's like you will <laughs> feel sometimes like kind of crazy. Like, wow, I believe in this thing so much. Like it's kind of people, I'm not gonna lie, people are gonna say it's borderline like obsession, but you kind of have to be so nice and like supportive of yourself because everyone's not going to get it all the time. Like you have mm -hmm. this crazy vision in your head and it sounds really good to you. And it's like, it's your baby. It's your business. It's your brand, which you're building. I don't expect everyone to have the same level, the, the same energy, the same fire for network as I do. So that's why it's so important to kind of pump myself up in the mornings and be like, girl, this is going to be a great day. You've done great. And I always have that talk with myself because that is that that's that's something I can rely on, right? You can't always rely on support when you're you're going through this journey, unfortunately. Yes, I love that. And I'm gonna set that as a little reminder for myself to talk positive to yourself, to get those words of affirmation, those words of encouragement, because it's easy to get the imposter syndrome words in, hard to get them out. So let's bring in the positivity. I love it. I love it. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And, you know, con congrats in general on starting your business. And now that may seem like the easy part as you continue to just try to run it, to grow it. And a lot of the times, you know, when running a business, capital is an important part of running and growing your business. There are several ways to get capital, whether it's bank loans, venture capital, but those can come with higher interest rates or you have to give a portion of your business to an investor. So you applied to the Crest Dreams Fund and congratulations on being a fellow recipient of the Crest Dreams Fund program yeah. in collaboration with iFundWomen, a program $5,000 grants, you know, we're here for the grants. I'm not sure if you are an avid grants um, application person. 
I hear it's like a sport. <laughs> it could be. I have my seasons. I'm not always, but I, I have definitely applied to a lot of grants. And funny enough, I've applied to iPhone women several times and it was not, this is not oh, my wow. first application. Yeah. That is one I've applied to several times, which is a reminder. Sometimes when things don't work out, there's a reason for it and don't Mm -hmm. Don't be so quick to throw in the towel because I almost didn't even apply this round because I reminded myself of the other times that I applied and I didn't get it. So I was like, girl, what is going to be different about this time? But, you know, I went into 2022 telling myself, you know what, girl, this is going to be your year. Everything is going to be different this year. I don't care what happened last year or the year before that. We're starting on a fresh slate. So I applied and that was literally right before the deadline. And I, I literally, when I opened up that email, I thought it was going to be that, oh, we regret to inform you type of email. But it wasn't. Yeah. I was Here like, "Here we go again." <laughs> so I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Almost very close to not even bothering applying. Ooh, oh my gosh, that's awesome! And yeah, ain't no shame in reapplying. What are they gonna say? Oh, they probably won't even remember. They pro- who knows? You know, they're not gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, this girl don't." No, reapply. Yes, and that's definitely something I'm doing too. Like, there's some grants I didn't get, so I'm all like. Mm let's what can you do better what can you tweak and obviously you probably maybe tweak something or something worked this time congratulations on getting that crowdfunding accelerated program grants coaching membership new network of women of color I was like wow if you're gonna get a grant like this is the one to get like it's been amazing and you know we've been prepping for this crowdfunding campaign and with an option like crowdfunding you get to maintain 100% ownership of your business and not go into crippling debt to grow your business um and I was gonna ask you how did you find the iFund women grant but you're like girl I've been on it I've been seeing it and but what was it like after you said being rejected before and finding out like hey we actually got it this time like was there crying? Was there emotions? Like, was there like, oh my gosh, like a feeling? Yeah, I, I screamed. Um, but another thing is <laughs> I'm, I'm a Christian. So I believe that everything and the timing of everything is not a mistake. And I felt like, you know, with so many changes, we changed our business model. We pivoted because of COVID. You know, we were doing a lot of things in person, but we really transformed to create all these new resources that I talked about earlier. We created almost all of them during COVID. And I realized having that gave us more, it gave us more stability, right? We were, it was Mm. a good time. It was a good time. We've had our team in place. It, It was a time to apply and to receive a grant and to take things to the next level. So for me, it's like, you know, the first time being rejected, I, I let those things roll off on my back just simply because I know that there's someone else out there who needs that grant and it's the right time for them. And it's not my time, but that doesn't mean that my time won't come. It just means that it's not the right time, but something mm-hmm. felt right about that time, this time. And that's what inspired me to. So I'm a huge fan of timing is never a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And it's, it's exciting um, to have received this grant, Yes, it is. but also but also this crowdfunding accelerator, and it's definitely a lot of work, but you know, how will crowdfunding help take your business to the next level? What are you crowdfunding for? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, you know, when you put your head down, you're like, oh my goodness, we can do all of this in the next two to three, five years, six, seven, eight years, you know, with crowdfunding, it helps us to accelerate a lot of the long-term goals we have and do it now. And some of that is being able to get 
the programs that we offer into more women's hands, building out our team, putting out a lot more resources, doing more events, being able to really scale up and grow what we're doing. You know, in the very beginning as an entrepreneur, you, you, you wear so many hats, right? I was, I designed our first website. I created all of our first set of content. I created all of our first courses. I was managing our website at a certain point, but with crowdfunding and with a team, you're able to grow out and do more. You're able to expand quicker and get yourself out there further and, and make more impact. You know, and if you go to our website, our goal is to help a million women get promoted by 2030. And that is not a job of one person. So crowdfunding is really going to help us be able to like do that, but much, much quicker. I believe before the 2030 mark. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like taking it from part-time to full-time, being able right. to accelerate that with the time that you have. And so how can people support your crowdfunding campaign? Like what rewards have you created for people to opt into in exchange for supporting your campaign? Yeah, several. So we have different categories and groups of rewards. First one we have for women in the workplace. So if you're pivoting, if you're going through a career transition, we have a professional development kit. We have a career makeover kit for people who just need that like boost. Like 2022 is going to be my year. I just need a little bit of support. I just need a little bit of strategy in place to get to the next level. So we have something like that. We also have a lot of rewards for business owners because a lot of our community are women who are stuck in these jobs that they just don't want to be in. So it could be scary to kind of get out and branch off. Mm -hmm. So Sometimes business owners need a little bit of support. So we created features and promotional packages, especially for women-owned businesses to get featured across our Instagram, our newsletter, our website, our blog, our platform currently reaches anywhere between roughly about 30,000 women per month across all of our platforms. So we're creating this opportunity for brands, up and coming brands, small businesses to get in front of our community of women, very smart women, very educated women who are hungry to get ahead in their careers. So we have a lot of rewards for business owners in terms of promotions. And then our top, like tippy top, sponsor reward is for people who want to become official network allies and these are people who are like really want to ride for us and like be a part of our growth these are especially for brands and individuals who are like serious like i want to create equality in the workplace i want to see more women in in leadership roles diverse women women of color i want to see more bipoc women in leadership roles this is for that sponsor because at that level you're going to help us create a lot more programs that are going to invest in in the future of women women leaders from all backgrounds so that is called becoming an official network ally so if you come check out our page it's on iphone women and network you can take a look at all of the rewards we have but we do have a little lot of diversity depending on what you're looking for yes oh my gosh that's awesome and i want to see it i want to see you support women be part of this leadership development and we just want to see more women in those roles so super excited for you this crowdfunding journey of yours best (laughs) best of luck all the energy all the balance (laughs) hopefully in between oh yeah oh my gosh it's (laughs) It's a lot of work. It it really is, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to balance, Hey, I have this business to run. 
But also, I know that if I focus on this crowdfunding campaign, this business is going to run like 10 times faster. So you it's a it's tricky. It's like trying mm-hmm. to keep the business going, but also like understanding that crowdfunding and letting people support you is good. And that's one thing I've learned about this process is like, you know, don't feel bad about asking for help. I think sometimes when you're a Gemini and you have that entrepreneur energy, you're like, I can do it all. I can take over this and I can do that. And it's like, you're proud of doing everything by mm-hmm. yourself. But in reality, like, People likely want to help you. They just never had a chance to. So the the perspective mm-hmm. I've been taking is like, listen, I've been doing this on my own for a while with my small team, right? But there are people who probably are out there admiring what we do, but they've never had a chance to help me. Now is their chance. Don't deny them that chance. Oh my gosh, yes. I love it. I love it. Join Jen, join the network movement. Honestly, even just sign up for the emails. I signed up for the emails myself too. Yes. And it's just like like emails, messages of support, affirmations that you need to help you apply to your day-to-day life. So I love it. I love it so much. And everything that you're doing, Jen, we need it. We definitely need it. So I'm so glad you quit your job and started doing this full time. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. So am I. It was about time. <laughs> yeah, it's about damn time. I love it. Okay. So You'll before be next. we end. You'll be next. I'm speaking oh it into gosh. existence. <laughs> Yes, yes, we're working on it. Oh my gosh. And before we finish our conversation, I wanted to head into our lightning round questions and just ask you a couple of questions. Uh, First thing that comes to mind, feel free to expand on any of these if you'd like, give us all the gems, all the tips. But first question is, who is a woman of color that inspires or motivates you? Oh, that is very easy for me. It's Oprah Winfrey. And the reason Mm. The reason, and yes, there are a lot of women that inspire me in my life and in the community um, that are not at Oprah's level. But the reason why Oprah inspires me is because, you know, life can throw you some things, right? And it's thrown Oprah a lot of things. And it she is the epitome of like, life is about how you respond to things. You know, if you read Oprah's story, she's been through a lot of things, things that could have crippled or stopped and, you know, you know, mm-hmm. stop, force people to not follow their dreams or do anything with their lives, but she's kept going. She's kept going. She's made a life of service and giving back to other people. And I think that's what it's all about. Like when we're creating these businesses, when we're, we're in these spaces, that it's not just about us, you know, if your business or your brand and what you're doing for a living, if it's just about you, then that's, unfortunately, sometimes that's not going to be enough motivation to get through the hard times. But Oprah inspires me because she's, she's doing things for community. You know, she's doing things, she's giving back and she's helping uplift women. For years to come. Yes, I love that. I love that. And I always think of that one uh, thing. What was it when they say like Oprah got fired from a job or something? Yeah. And well, she's Oprah. She's Oprah now. So when I got laid off my job, I was like, you know what? Oprah got fired. Right, <laughs> like, Oprah got job fired. <laughs> she was okay. I will be okay too. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh my gosh, love it, love it. Next question: What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? That is a tough one. I've received a lot of. I've received a lot of really good advice, but I would say during network and during this entrepreneurship journey, I would say probably some of the best piece of advice that I've gotten is to aim higher, aim higher. Mm. And I'll, and I apply that to everything. I apply that to crowdfunding. I apply that to the goals that I set for the business because 
it's easy to be afraid of failure. Imposter syndrome, you don't want to come fall short. So you set low goals. But the best advice I've gotten is Mm -hmm. that it's better to set high goals and meet half of them than set low goals and feel accomplished because you played it safe, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the, mm-hmm. that's the take. That's the attitude that I have with everything I'm doing now. It's a mentor of mine told me that, you know, I get, you know, everybody wants to be successful. Everyone wants to feel like they're winning, but at the end of the day, if you set high goals and you achieve half of that goal, it's still better than achieving very low goals that you set for yourself. So aim higher. Mm, I love that. I love that. Okay, next question. What is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. And um, I'm thinking when you say a business like mine, you're thinking about like social enterprises, building a community, a platform, online business. I would Mm -hmm. say, don't get discouraged because other people are doing it. That is probably the number one Mm. thing that friends and people that I know that come to me for advice or mentorship, they're like, well, there's so many people doing this. Why would I bother? Mm -hmm. And I mean, go on the internet. There's probably millions of businesses like Network, but they're not founded by me. They're not started Mm -hmm. by a first generation woman of color with parents from abroad, from West Africa. They don't have my story. They don't have my take on life. They don't have my perspective. They don't have my experience. So you are what's going to make it different, right? So take it as like a good sign that if somebody's in your space, that means that there's, there's potential there, right? You should actually be kind of nervous to go launch a business if you have not seen anybody do anything remotely different. I'm not saying that's not going to be successful, but don't be discouraged because other people are doing it. And don't let social media also make you feel like, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not going to be good enough. You know, if you don't know what people are mm-hmm. going through really behind the scenes when they're starting a business, it's very easy to show up on the good days when you have something to celebrate. But what a lot of people don't want to post is how hard it could be. Those nights where you're like, this is confusing. This is taking too long to blow up. When is my time going to come? You know, so go easy mm-hmm. on yourself and don't, don't be discouraged from what you're seeing. Run your own race, start your own chapter. Don't read anybody else's chapter. Don't, don't get discouraged. Don't always feel like you have to stay on top of what other people are doing in your space. Preach. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Next question. What is the best resource that has helped you along your journey? A book, a podcast, app, et cetera. I would say uh, YouTube has been a great resource, you know, YouTube. And there's not a specific channel I'd recommend because I, I watch several of them, but specifically, right? I'm watching things that are teaching me things, right? I stay Mm -hmm. kind of like obsessed with learning. So I wouldn't say like there's one resource, but being someone that's hungry to learn, I would say that has been my biggest resource. So if you're Mm -hmm. like trying to start anything, have this attitude that like, I want to learn everything and anything there is about my industry. It doesn't only have to be YouTube. I Google things. I read blogs. I'm in a lot of different communities where I'm learning from other people, but being hungry to learn and understanding that like you never you don't you don't have to have all the answers at any given moment you can always learn you can always adapt you can always sign up for things but just have that attitude that i don't know everything but i'm willing to learn that attitude has been my biggest asset is that i'm never done learning i'm never done studying and i'm going to keep doing my homework because things are always going to be changing in my industry so get out there there's a lot of resources and information out there you just got to be hungry mm-hmm. for it 
Yep. I love that. I think that will get you further than trying to be a know-it-all. Right. <laughs> can't know it all. <laughs> right. And don't be ashamed of what you don't know. Like I've never run a business. This is my first. So like the, I, I had to kind of drop that expectation. Like, oh my goodness, everybody mm-hmm. knows this. Why don't you know it? Like, who cares? I don't know it. I know mm-hmm. it now, you know? So I had to stop to like kind of doing that. I was doing that a lot in the beginning, like always feeling like I was playing catch up. Like I was behind. I didn't know any of these things, but it's okay. I learned. And whenever you learn mm-hmm. that is okay too. Yes. Love it. Love it. Next question. If there's anything you could change about your journey, what would it be? That's, that's a really good one. If I was going to change anything about my journey, I probably, I probably would have maybe gotten more mentorship very earlier. I think I got mentorship probably like a two years in or a year and a half or two years in, but mentors help you see things differently because they're not obsessed with your business. Like you are, you know, I've had mm-hmm. mentors, like question what I was doing, like really grill me about the revenue side. Sometimes believe it or not, you can get so excited about what you're building. You're like, okay is this idea actually going to be profitable? You know, and a mentor will help point that out to you because sometimes we just, we're too attached, right? So having Mm -hmm. a a neutral person is super duper helpful. And that doesn't, that actually shouldn't always be friends and family because I will say that your friends and family, a lot of times they want to support you. So they're going to agree with Mm -hmm. every idea that you have. You know, I remember telling some of my friends and my partner, some of some crazy like ideas and they're like yeah that could be awesome and I'm like is that really like is it really awesome and I tell my mentor he'd be like Jen no that's a horrible idea that's gonna take forever and it's gonna you're gonna lose a lot of money doing Mm -hmm. that you know so it's like don't be afraid to like get outside and like find like a like a non-biased opinion and another thing is also don't feel like your mentor has to look like you guys like seriously Mm -hmm. like I've had white men mentor me and turn out to be some of my best mentors. I've had black women mentor me. I've had Latinas mentor me. It does not matter where the mentor is coming from and their background. Sometimes that difference in perspective could be really good for you. So don't always feel like, okay, if I'm a woman of color, I need to have a mentor that's a woman of color. It doesn't always necessarily need to work like that. You can learn a lot from other communities. Mm, I love that. I love that. All the advice, all the hidden tips and gems. Love it. Last question. Where can listeners connect with you online? Yeah. Yeah. You can connect with me personally. I'm mostly on Instagram at Jen and Guzzi. And I'm also on LinkedIn at Jen and Guzzi. And that's spelled J-E-N-N-G-O-Z-I. And then of course, you can connect with our network community on our website. And we're at networkmovement.com. And then on Instagram at networkmovement. And then we're also on TikTok and other platforms too. But those are our main platforms. And all of our platforms are at networkmovement. Yes, I will link that all in the show notes so people can follow. And especially if you just want a glimpse of what Jen is doing, like check out the Instagram. Like I still need to like scroll through everything just to like pick up any pieces of valuable information, but head over to the website, check out all the amazing resources, blogs. I I love it. I love what you're doing. I'm so excited to have had you here on the podcast to talk a little bit more about all that you are doing. And I'm excited for you, this crowdfunding journey and just seeing where, you know, your business goes. And I don't know, we might have to do like a recap episode in like a year or two. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Life updates. Just to see how it's Yeah. See how it's going. I love it so much. I'm so glad, you know, you were part of this cohort for the Crest Dreams Fund, the iPhone Women's Spring 2022 cohort. So happy to have met you. You definitely just inspire me to get it together. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, but you know, just all the amazing information you're giving. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, let's do this. Let's try to apply this and learn everything that you can, you know, in the amount of time that you can, you know, also trying to have that work-life balance, have, you know, those boundaries with yourself too, but enjoy what you do as you're doing it. So thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. And I hope all the Work Me Hot podcast listeners head over and follow Jen and her amazing journey. So until then, make sure to tune in for more episodes of amazing, inspiring women like Jen. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here.